Welcome back to another episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by head men's basketball coach for the Briarcliff University men's basketball team coach, Mark Figuera. Coach, how are we doing today? You know, doing good. It's, uh, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster week last week, you know, getting a win and then and then taking one on the chin in the GPAC opener. But, uh, you know, all in all, things are good. And, uh, you know, excited to be back on, excited for our guest today. And, uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, big, big time guest today. Uh, I know a guy that you've had a lot of great things to say about. We'll get to that later. But, Coach, let's recap this last week, like you said. Let's start with Tuesday. Uh, had a really good Mount Mercy team coming to the Flanagan Center. We traveled to Mount Mercy last year, came up on the short end of that one. But you look at last Tuesday playing a Mount Mercy team that uh, – athletic long at some positions uh that created some fits for us you couldn't ask for a, a better first half in the way the guys came out from the blocks yeah I, I thought uh you know number one we were really dialed in defensively I think we got five straight stops to open the game and I that just sets the tone like when you it doesn't have to be five but you get a couple stops a couple tough stops or you turn them over early which is what we did Tuesday it just sets the tone for everything else and everything else it allows you to settle into the game a little bit more. You know, sometimes you get behind, you know, seven to two or something like that. And you start pressing like early and, and pressing for, to get shots up or, you know, to cut the deficit. But it's like, it's a long game, but when you get that lead, it just allows you to relax, you know, not in like your intensity, but just kind of not play with your hair on fire, trying to make up a deficit, whatever that may be. And so I, I was happy with how we came out defensively. Um, offensively, I thought we really shared the ball um, in the first half. And, you know, it was, it was maybe the best half of basketball we've played this year. You know, it's it's hard to quantify that, but it was really good. I mean, to have a 17-point lead on a really solid team, um, that was – I mean, it was really good. So I, I was pleased with that. And, you know, you look forward then to the second half, and, you know, it's not that we played bad because we didn't. Um, you know, I thought there was maybe three separate times where if we got one big stop and a score, we're going to blow this game open from 17 points to 25, maybe to 30. I mean, we kind of had them back on their heels. It's like every time we had a chance for that, they would hit a big shot or, you know, we turned it over way too many times in the second half. That was my big gripe, um, you know, watching the film and then going through it with the team the next day is just, you know, we had some really careless turnovers, but you know, you come out of that, you win. It was never in doubt and, you know, really good effort across the board, balanced scoring, um, great way to start the week. And, you know, you never know how you're going to come out because if you go back beyond that, you know, we were coming off a win over William Penn, number seven in the country. Um, you know, sometimes you get a win like that and, you let your guard down a little bit and, and we didn't do that. So I was really happy about that. And it was, you know, I don't want to say it was a revenge game for last year, but they did beat us a year ago. And, you know, when you're on a two year deal and you lose the first one, you want to, you want to do everything you can to try to get that split out of a two year deal. Cause I, it might be a few years before we play them again. So I was happy to get that one done. Yeah. And just quickly looking at the box score led by Jaden Klein Hessling, who had a really nice game, 20 points was eight and nine from the field. So re really nice to see him get going, but really balanced scoring. I mean, you have Jaden with 20, Kyle with 15, 
uh, Quinn VC with 13 and then grows at 13. So you have four starters and double figures there, which is just another really balanced offensive attack and just really hard to guard. So all in all, yeah, I mean, you shoot 47% from the three point line, eight at 17 in the first half. I totally agree with you. I think uh, both ends of the floor, best half of the year uh, by far. And then being able to sustain and finish it out there. Uh, it just was one of those games that never seemed like we were kind of losing the edge a little bit, just kind of seemed like we were in control the whole time. So really nice win there on Tuesday night, 78-66 at home against Mount Mercy. And then, Coach, you looked at Saturday, a uh, really good uh, Concordia team that came to the Newman Flanagan Center. First GPAC game of the season. Maybe one of those games, but I don't want to – I don't want to discredit Concordia at all because like you and I talked about Coach Lindbeck, really good basketball team at Concordia. But yeah, just kind of one of those nights, unfortunately, came out of the short end uh, in the one on Saturday. Yeah, it, I mean, they're really good. You know, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think they are legitimately a top 20 team in the country. Um, and, you know, they they whooped us Saturday. There, there's no other way to put it. I mean, they – they dominated that game pretty much from the get-go. And, you know, I mean, you just – you look at the very start, like first possession, we kind of have a shaky possession. We turn it over, they go down score layup. And it's just like, well, that's not how we wanted to start. Um, you know, and it's just like we we were disappointed and frustrated that, you know, some of the things we worked on for a couple of days, I don't think we executed very well um, on the floor – and then, you know, as they got a lead, you know, our offense tensed up a little bit and, and we ended up taking, you know, we took some bad shots. We, we, you know, we just did a lot of uncharacteristic things. And it was like we were fighting an uphill battle from the get-go. And, you know, there was a two different times where, you know, they were up 22, 23 in the first half and we cut it down to 12. And, you know, you watch back on the film, you're like, man, if, if we get a stop right here or we hit this three, like all of a sudden it could completely change the complexity, but we just never made that play. And that's, you have to give all that credit to Concordia because, you know, they took us out of things. They made us uncomfortable. Um, you know, they really punched us in the mouth and uh, we did not do a great job of responding. And so that's, we need to learn from this, um, you know, and, and we watched a lot of film today. Um, and, and there's definitely some things that, you know, we need to improve upon. And it comes back to, you know, the, the biggest step we're going to take here, I think, in the next week or, the, or that we need to take is just our everyday consistency in our practice and our preparation. And that's just been a little too up and down for my liking. And I think the guys, you know, I think they're understanding now that, you know, it does impact your performance. You know, when, when you're inconsistent at times in practice, well, you're going to be inconsistent when you play. And so, you know, you have to give credit to Concordia. You know, at the end of the day, like, we practice today, we watch film today, it's over. Like, we have to move on. We have to learn from it. But, you know, we come back tomorrow. Like, we're preparing for Mount Marty. We have a G-Pack road game. Like, it's not like it just gets easier. Like, we're going on the road for the first time in the G-Pack. And so, um, learn from it. Tip your cap to Concordia. They played one heck of a game. And, uh, you know, now it's how do you respond is what's important now, because we can't go. We don't I don't have a time machine. You know, this is Marty McFly, like going back to try to change the outcome of the game. Like what's important is how are we going to respond? You know, what what is our 
next two days of practice and, and game Wednesday look like. That's that's where I think you find out more about your team than you than you ever can after you win a game. Exactly, and well said. And we've documented already uh, in the few episodes that we've had about the senior leadership and how many returners we have and all these guys that get high minutes and playing time that have all this experience and and have been battle-tested. And, and, and it's going to prove something that we're going to find a lot of, out about that here on Wednesday, like you said. I mean, unfortunately, Saturday lost 78-58. But, yeah, you turn to Wednesday and first GPAC road game of the year against a Mount Marty team who – Quick, real quick, Bobby. I, I hate to interrupt. Actually, I love to interrupt you, but uh, you know there there is one thing I I want to add. You know, obviously the game got out of hand um, in the second half, but I, I I do need to say like I was really proud of our you know some younger guys, some uh, you know bench guys that that haven't really played in a game yet this year. They went in and I, I thought they competed like crazy. They did some good things. You know, they actually cut the deficit. Um, a couple different times. And so, you know, shout out to those guys because those guys are always the unsung heroes of teams. You know, the guys who don't get regular minutes or the guys who hardly ever play, like, you know, nobody sees what they do every single day in practice to help prepare the guys who do play. And, you know, nobody sees what they do behind the scenes. And and so, you know, to see those guys go in and as much as I was frustrated and not in a great mood, you know, because of how the game had gone, I, I was happy and proud to see those guys going and, and really do some good things. Yeah, well said, Coach. Didn't want to lose sight on that, so appreciate you bringing that up. And and we moved to Wednesday now, like you mentioned here, Coach, first GPAC road game of the year playing at Mount Marty against uh, a pretty solid team. I mean, they bring back some guys that are familiar to people in the GPAC. I mean, you got Cade Stearns, Josh Arlt, Lincoln Georgia. So you got some guys that – have been playing well to start the year uh, for the Lancers. And any single time you go on the road in the G-Pack, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, you know, I, I think they're I think they're three and three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, they've already played, a, you know, a couple teams we've played, you know, in Dakota State in presentation. Um, you know, so we, we've had a chance to watch them. And I tell you what, they, they can shoot the ball. Uh, I mean, they had a – I think it was their opening game of the year. They made 21 or 22 threes. Like, that's a lot. You know, you know that. Like, on a good night, you know, teams make 15, 16. Like, they make 21. So, they're they're capable. They've got, you know, a good 6'9 center in Lincoln, George Ray. Um, you know, Tash Lunday, one of their kind of guard forward wings, whatever you want to call his position. Um, you know, as a freshman, he's one of the leading scorers in the league right now, averaging 20 points a game. And he's just kind of a big physical – body that presents some problems and I, I think they really defend hard um, you know coach Othier's done a good job of of kind of building that defense over the last year plus now he's been there and you know it's it's going to be a dogfight. you know you go on the road in the league like man you better be ready from the get-go you know because as we saw even if you're not at, on the road if you're at home like we saw it Saturday you're not just fully ready to go from the get-go you're going to get beat and so you know Simple arenas become kind of a fun place to play. Um, you know, their student section's better than it than it ever has been, and they've done some cool things to that place. I've always actually liked playing there anyway, what, so since way back when. But uh, they've done a really good job there. So we're you know we're looking forward to that challenge, and uh, you know it's we need to bounce back and play well, and you know that's a process oriented thing though. It's not results. It's not like we have to go win. That's not the point of it. It's we need to go play at a level that, you know, one, we're capable of playing at, 
and two, the level that it's going to take for us to be ultimately successful, ultimately, you know, help us win games in the GPAC. And that that's a step forward I want to see this team take as we, as we head up to Mount Marty on Wednesday. Yeah, not to make light of the game at all, but Mount Marty, one of those awesome places to play. It's not unfortunate that they have a football team that's pretty great, but the football locker room used to be the old track room across from where the locker room for the visitors was at and pretty nice place i mean it was home to a couple barclay student coaches uh competitions so uh definitely miss that i know it had the the sand jump pit had a couple ropes in there a couple other machines so definitely a place a couple dumbbells yeah i won't forget that place so big time there but yeah no wednesday at mount marty i know the women's game is going to tip off here at six o'clock the men to follow at Simple Arena in Yankton, South Dakota, for that Mount Marty game, men, at 745. And then, Coach, we look to Saturday. Uh, we play Wednesday, Saturday this week. But, hey, Saturday is not a GPAC game. We have a Benedictine team coming to the Flanagan Center. And a team that we played last year uh, fell on the short end to them, but a Benedictine team that is newer to the schedule for Briarcliff Hoops, no stranger to anyone uh, in the nation as far as the NAIA go, a team that's very well-respected and that's had a lot of great success here. Uh, Coach, we got a really good basketball team coming to the Flanagan here on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, I'll tell you what, um, it's just a they're a good program. You know, the last 10, 12 years, they've had a lot of success. Um, it's a program I have a lot of respect for. And, you know, Coach Moody, who's their head coach, he's going to join us here shortly um, as our guest. You know, I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. And so when we had the opportunity about a year and a half ago to set this deal up um, scheduling-wise, you know, we made a two-year commitment to play. And uh, we went down. They whooped us last year. I mean, there's there no other way to put it. Um, and we, we learned a lot from that game. But, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're almost similar to us. You know, they've got a couple wins. I think they're two and three on the year couple tough losses, um, ton of new guys, you know, as I, I kind of haven't looked into them a whole lot, but caught them on live stream a week or so ago. And just, I mean, I recognize like two players from a year ago and the rest of them are new and they have a lot of freshmen. So, um, you know, it's going to be a different look team and, you know, I'm sure they'll do a lot of the same things, but, uh, you know, we know where they're going to be well coached and, you know, it's going to be a battle and it's, you know, it's our third non-conference game against the team from the heart of America conference, which, you know, is in a lot of ways, so similar to the GPAC, you know, top to bottom, really, really strong, really good coaching teams that have had success and made runs at the national tournament. Um, you know, so anytime we can get some of those teams on our schedule, we're going to do it. So we're looking forward to that and, you know, got to get through that Mount Marty game first, but it'll be, uh, you know, fun to, to get them coming to our place this year after going down there last year. Yeah, and once again, a really good non-conference team in Benedictine coming to the Flanagan Center. That game is going to tip off here Saturday the 19th. That's going to be a 3 o'clock tip off here in the Newman Flanagan Center. Uh, like I said, Coach against a really good Benedictine squad. So this week, action, we have on the road, first GPAC road doubleheader for the men and the women uh, at Mount Marty here Wednesday. Women will tip off at 6, men at 745, and then we turn to Saturday, and the Benedictine Ravens will be coming to the Newman Flanagan Center to play the Chargers and the Cliff here at three o'clock on Saturday. So got a couple chances. I know Mount Marty is a uh, relatively short enough drive. So if you can't make it to Yankton, tune in, but make sure Saturday you get out to the Flanagan 
to to watch that one here. Well, now we're going to be joined by a really special guest, first timer here on the BC Buckets podcast. I know, Coach, a guy that you've grown pretty close to here. So how about you kick us off and introduce our special guest here? Yeah, so Coach Ryan Moody, uh, head coach at Benedictine College. Um, you know, in my opinion, one of the elite coaches in the NAI. The program's had a ton of success. Um, this will be our second year um, of a two-year deal with them, and, and we were down there last year. They're coming here. And so, you know, that's about as flattering as an intro as I can give you, Coach. Welcome to the podcast. I uh, appreciate it, Coach. Uh, yeah, it's uh, – I'm happy to be here. I kind of like the title, you know. I mean, BC Podcast, Hoops Podcast. That could go for for my squad and for your squad. So, I know, you never know. I may steal this. That's right. We, we haven't trademarked it yet, so it's still uh, open season on that, I suppose. Well, you never know. You never know. But I, uh, I appreciate you asking, and uh, I appreciate the intro, and uh, we're looking forward to playing you this Saturday at your place. Yeah, it's uh, – you know, going to be interesting. You know, last year, thought we both had pretty good teams, and you guys kind of whooped us down there. So, um, that was not the uh, most memorable trip to Atchison for the Cliff last year. No, I understand. <laughs> I I hope that our trip to uh, uh, Sioux City is is not is not the experience you had in Atchison. But uh, last year, I think in our contest, we scored around ninety, and I think this year my team. I'm not sure we could score 90 and 40 minutes of five on O um, at the moment. So uh, we'll, we'll have to have a different outcome. I think it's uh, we're, we're a little brutal on the offensive side, but we're getting better. Yeah. So that uh, kind of leads me into my first question, coach, just kind of talk about your squad so far, what you guys have done. And um, I mean, for those that don't know, Benedictine plays in the, in the heart of America conference, really, really good conference, you know, every year has multiple teams in the top 25 and, you know, a conference we're familiar with, um, playing a couple of their conference foes here over the last week or so. Yeah, uh, we're sitting at two and three at the moment. Um, we've played uh, a tough schedule, in my opinion. We've played Southwestern, who's five and zero, oh, and probably going to be a top ten team this week. Uh, we played Bethel, who got to the Elite Eight last year. Uh, we got to McPherson, who I, I think got into the national tournament last year from the KCAC, and then and then a couple of others. But uh, we've won two at home. Um, we uh, one at home and then we've lost one true road game in a neutral we've got a young we've got a really inexperienced team this year uh, we graduated seven of our top eight players uh, last May uh, 3,000 point scores and four starters and so you know we're we're like a work in progress offensively to my joking about scoring 90 points you know this team this is probably our most talented team we've ever had probably our fastest team maybe our longest team um, but, but offensive wise, we're still trying to find an identity and a rhythm, um, just trying to fit the pieces together on, it sounds simple, but you know, who's supposed to shoot and how much are they supposed to shoot and when are they supposed to be, be aggressive versus be unselfish. And so w just like your program coach, cause I respect what you do and who you recruit. I mean, we recruited, we recruited really good people. They're good guys and they're, they're almost too unselfish right now trying to find like the great shot every possession. And, you know, in high school, you might be able to do that and get a, and, and work hard enough to get a, 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 like a wide open, right. High, high efficiency shot in college, you know, you, you're not going to find wide open shots every possession and, and you have to be aggressive. So for us, it's just, it's uh we're a work in progress. I really love this group. Um, they're fun to coach. Like I said, they're great people. They're positive every day. 
and uh, you know they've really fit into the, the new guys. We added nine new players, and they've uh, really fit into our culture and kind of what we build. And and uh, so I think I think there's definitely we're we're on the rise. I think we're getting better, but it's going to be some uh, you know maybe some some lessons through failure um, early here to get better. Yeah, it's it's interesting to bring that up, Coach, because I mean we've all been through that at different times. And you guys are actually kind of like almost in weird ways a year ahead of where we're at, where, you know, last year at this time, you and I were talking about your team being veteran, old, fifth-year guys, all that stuff, and now that's kind of our team. And, you know, a year from now, we're going to be talking the same thing for us. We're just going to have some new guys, different guys, and that's uh, just interesting how it works. And sometimes it's, you know, it's really fun both ways, I think. I agree with you. So let's make sure after this that we we ink the scheduling for next year since you're going to be young. Um, Deal. The <laughs> You know, I, I agree. Um, you know, it, it, it is fun. I, 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 I this will be my 12th year here, coach at Benedictine. And uh, this is maybe some of the most fun I've had. You know, you get a job and in the very beginning and it's all about like turning it around and you work so hard. And, you know, for me, at least it was my alma mater and there hadn't been any success here in at least 50 years. <laughs> and so we just worked so hard those first four or five years on just grinding and building culture and getting the right guys and, updating locker rooms and you know I mean just everything that you can possibly imagine and then and then you kind of hit a stride where you've got some guys that are old and you bring in the second wave and they get old and, and you've kind of just been there done that well this year it's just it's like starting over from scratch and I mean we're in we're doing fundamentals on footwork every day and we're still learning out of bounds plays and you know I mean it, it's just it's been fun because we're actually coaching um, and and the best part is and this is not the case. You, you've been around it. This is my 26th year of coaching. But, you know, like it, you can't say every year that your kids want to be coached. I mean, some guys just don't. And and uh, shame on them, you know, for not wanting to, to have that feedback and, and to put it into into practice. But our guys really are. They want to be coached. Uh, they're they're responding to what we're doing and, and what when we're watching film and, you know, trying to make corrections. So that's why I feel like despite two and three and you know, maybe not feeling very good about ourselves. Like we're, we're moving forward and and that's just a, uh, you know, and, and I know, you know, you're kind of in the same boat. You, you won a couple, lost a couple. It's just that, that finding that rhythm and, and being a lot, allowing your team to get better, you know, and allowing yourself as a player to get better. Um, I think that's a, that's a big step in the process. Yeah. Wow. Good points. That's why, that's why I wasn't uh, BS in my, one of the elite coaches in the NAI intro there. Um. But, uh, you know, Coach, talk a little bit, just kind of you mentioned this is your 12th year at BC, um, and you guys have had some big-time success. I mean, you want to just highlight a little bit of that? I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, you guys won like 30 in a row one year, not not yeah. too far back here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, we've, we've – so, so yeah, this is going to be my 12th year um, at Benedict, and when we got the job – uh, I played here in the early nineties. I'll just give you a quick recap. I played here in the early nineties. And then uh, I was in, an assistant at the university of Nebraska, Omaha for five years. They were an NCAA division two at the time. I'm from Omaha originally. And uh, you know, they, I was a volunteer. I emailed, I think I, I emailed and hand wrote letters to like, you know, a hundred institutions, the same story you hear from a lot of young coaches. And I got uh, like two responses and one of them happened to be from Omaha because I told the guy I could live at my mom and dad's and he didn't have to pay me. And, 
Um, so I ended up being a volunteer and, and grinded and got a GA job. And then I kind of got a part-time job there at the, you know, on that program. And then I was a high school coach for five years in Kansas city at a school called Raymore Peculiar. Um, loved that. That was just an awesome experience. Great people got a chance to cut my teeth. I was the youngest 5A, which is the biggest uh, class in Missouri. I was the youngest 5A head coach in the state of Missouri at the time at 27 years old and uh, loved it. Just had a great, great run there. And then I got asked to uh, go with Brian Jones to the University of North Dakota. Um, he was an assistant in Iowa, had been a GA with me at, at Omaha. Um, he got the North Dakota job when they were, you know, right in the transition of finalizing the D Division II time and then becoming the Division I. Um, had a chance to really build that Division I program with Brian from the ground up. I mean, you know, just that transition is so hard. We can talk about that another time, but that's just a, a brutal experience. But uh, then I was given the opportunity to come back and be the head coach at Benedictine, um, where I graduated from in 1997. Um, the program had no success for the previous 50 years. I think it was 48 years. They hadn't been to the national tournament at the NAI level in 48 years. Uh, we won national titles in 54 and 67 at Benedictine. And, and that was pretty much the, the crowning achievement of the program. And so, you know, we just grinded our tails off to get the right people, um, get the right people on board financially. And, and the one thing I'll say about Benedictine is it's, it's a great school. Uh, it's a great academic school. We have great leadership from the top president, the board of directors, you know, all, all of our people. And, and they want success. And so, you know, you know how it is. You've built your program and your culture. Once you get those right people, you know, it's the easy part is, I think, I shouldn't say easy because that's probably that that sounds arrogant. I think the easier part is is taking a program that's never had success and finding a little. Um, the harder part is maintaining that level um, and staying there at that point. So, you know, we, we got at, in year three, um, we won the first league title in school history and got back to the national tournament for the first time in 48 years. And, uh, it was, it was a great run, had a great time since that time in the last nine years, we've been to the national tournament five times. Um, we've won the league twice in 18, 19, you, you were referencing earlier in 18, 19, we, uh, we started out the year one and two, and then we won the next 29 games in a row. And uh, and ended up the year 31 and four. We lost in the Sweet 16. We went into the national tournament as the number one ranked team in the country. Um, we ended up meeting uh, Pikeville in the Sweet 16, who, you, you know, they're, they're a really, really good program. And we went to double overtime. And our freshman of the year, our six, seven, three-point shooter, tore his ACL in overtime number one um, and tried to play through it, shockingly. Uh, but, uh, but just wasn't able to do it. We ended up, I think, losing by three. So quite a run, um, you know, we've, we've, we've just done it with really good people, similar to, to you and you and I have a lot of the same philosophies. It's just, it's, they're great kids. They compete. Um, we do it mostly with high school guys in our program. Um, we have occasional transfer here and there, but we hammer away at Kansas city, you know, Kansas, Missouri, a little bit in Nebraska. Um, it's getting harder with all you GPAC schools up in the ante a little bit um, to get a guy out of Omaha, but we can once in a while, do that. We're a Catholic school. So that's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a niche for us um, in this area. Um, well-known we're about 23, 2,400 students um, and have the fastest growing engineering school in the pro in, in the country. We have a nursing program, architecture program, you know, our, our academics have really risen in the last 10 years. And I think that's uh, that's helped us in recruiting quite a bit um, to compete for, 
for high quality kids that are good at good at academics as well. So it's been a fun ride. You know, I don't, I don't want it to end. <laughs> I hope they don't want me to leave. Uh, so we're, uh, we're a work in progress this year, but we'll see what we can do. Wow. So I got to go way back to the start of that coach. Um, you know, cause Bobby, before you jumped on was asking me how, you know, what our connection was and, you know, my first remembrance of you, and I've told you this, so I'm going to make you feel old again, but when I was in middle <laughs> school going to camp at, at UNO, you know, I remember when you were an assistant coach. Um, so that uh, just lets everybody know how much older than, than me you are. But I appreciate uh, that. Thanks. <laughs> you know, and then, and then I, I was trying to kind of think like, I mean, I kind of knew who you were. I mean, your programs had a ton of success. And then I think it was probably more when I got kind of involved with some NAI things and, you know, for the listeners, Coach Moody and I have been on a – we're on a coach's board together, have been for a couple of years now, and on another committee together. So just kind of organically happened. And Bobby said, well, how would you get this, you know, two-year deal set up? And I'm pretty sure we were sitting at Iowa West Fieldhouse watching an AAU game together, and we both needed a game and just figured why not. You know, four-hour drives, nothing. Yeah, I think I, I remembered vividly that conversation. I think that's exactly how it started. And uh, and you're right. I mean, I think that uh, you're one of the coaches I respect around here, too. There's a there's a lot of really good coaches in the Midwest. And I think, you know, regardless of level, I mean, I was fortunate enough to be a Division One assistant at North Dakota for a while. I was a D2 guy. I've been a high school guy, an NAI guy. But, I mean, even across all those levels, I just think that the quality of people that are in our profession and in, in the Midwest are – are amazing. I mean, I, you know, I, some of my best friends and I include you in that group. I mean, our, our coaches who, you know, even though we're competing one or two nights a year or whatever, we're bouncing ideas off each other. We're, you know, we got, we've got this situation off the floor or this situation on the floor. And, you know, people say that coaching fraternity and I, I, I that's the reason I'm still doing it. I mean, I, I, I love it. I love the kids, but like the relationships I've built with other coaches and, and experiences I've had, you know, being on the NAI, NABC executive committee with you and the other coaches and having an impact and a chance to represent other coaches and, and, and hopefully improve our game and our brand. Um, I just think, uh, you know, I, we're, we're pros and I don't mean that like in a cocky way, but we're professionals who work with young people. And, you know, and I just, I, I, when I see other good coaches out there like you, and there's a bunch of them in your league, there's, I'm really close to the guys in our league. Like, I, I think that uh, there's so there's so much value in that. And, you know, all these studies that say young men aren't going to go to college unless they're playing a sport. And that's the truth. You know, they're, we're, we're, a lot of these guys are, you know, using basketball as a means to the end for the degree. When you get good people, good coaches around them and uh, and have it for the right reasons, it, it, it makes that journey really good for those kids. So I've, I've appreciated our friendship, Coach, and, uh, and, and I look forward to it moving forward. I, I echo that 100%. You talk about the coaching, and you know, I think there's so many similarities between your league and our league. And, you know, there's all of us, you know, have our different philosophies around recruiting and X's and O's and all that. But you look top to bottom, the teams are really, really good and really well coached. And it's, it's no shock ever in either of our leagues to see a team who's in 10th, 11th place just jump up and beat the first place team. I mean, that just happens because it's really good basketball and it's, you know, I'll echo everything coach just said, you know, about the profession in the Midwest and, and NAI basketball. 
You're right, man. The your league, the G Pack, our league, I think top to bottom. Now there's I mean, everybody says they're the best league, which we all know that's BS, but I mean there's so many good leagues out there. But I think the the real value in a league, in my opinion, in my experience, is is like what you just said. Is it good top to bottom? You know, I mean, it, it, is there a because there's plenty of leagues out there where there's there's nights off, you know, and you don't have to necessarily have your A game to win. And and having played several G Pack schools, having grown up around the G Pack and and seen, you know, your success, Jamestown. I mean, all those I could go on and on, but you know, like how good basketball is from top to bottom in a league I think is a really good evaluation of the league itself and for us in the heart you know we're one of maybe two or three that really traditionally do it with high school guys the most of our league is doing it with transfers and you know whether that's the transfer portal quote-unquote or junior college guys or whatever it may be and so like you said different philosophies of recruiting and playing it's just Sometimes, I mean, the, the talent level is just so darn high and uh, the coaching is so, so good. The preparation is so good. You know, it, uh, it's, it makes it both, uh, you know, anxiety and fun at the same time, if that, if that can be possible, because, you know, you get, you get your, your, you want to win and you have to get, you just have to be so good to be able to show up every night. It's just, it's a, it's a great, it's a great experience being in, in our league. And I think it's similar to your league. Yeah, but that's I, I've said that a bunch of times. Like it's it's so fun, you know, playing in our league, night in and night out. But it's so stressful, and every once in a while you do kind of wish, like eh, I wish we did have a night off where we just knew we were going to win, and all we had to do was show up. But that's not the case. And I think you know, and and you'd probably say the same. I would imagine, you know, when you go through the ringer like that in a in a league schedule, and then you get to a national tournament if you're lucky enough to do so, like you're prepared. I mean, you've been in so many adverse situations. You've probably been in dang near every late game situation you could want to experience, and, and you're prepared for that. And I think, you know, the years that we've been fortunate enough to make, you know, runs at the national tournament, I've always felt that was a huge part of it. I think you're right, 100. I mean, I think it's your if your league is is tough and and there's good coaches in it, you don't have any choice but to be prepared for national tournament i mean you just like you you don't have any choice but to be prepared for situations because you're going to face them all and and the other guy is is prepared as well you know i mean so like now you're you're facing a team in that situation that has a great game plan and and does those things so i i agree 100 percent. i think it's just a um it's a fun ride uh, you know our wives probably don't appreciate uh, the anxiety and the nervousness and the and the anger slash you know i i uh i feel bad sometimes from i don't have kids yet we've got dogs and i've got my beautiful wife but you know if we lose and i'm really good around the guys and you know hey you know we'll bounce back we'll be fine and then you know and then i'm really good around her but then at some point something I get, I get, I get that, that mean streak and I'm not mean to her, but I'm like, man, I got to go for a walk or I got to go, I get on the treadmill or something. Cause it is uh, just for, for mental health and physical health and everything else, you know, you put so much pressure on yourself and your staff and um, you know, it, it is, you know, my, my high school coach used to say uh, all the time, killer Kane at Mount Michael high school used to say there's, he's probably not very politically correct at the time. Um, but, but he used to say that there's a hundred million people in China who don't care about my Michael basketball and whether we won or lost tonight. Um, so sometimes I have to refer back to that a little bit about, I've even told our guys that like, guys, it's just BCB ball, man. Like, let's not get too stressed win or lose. Like 
There's a lot of people that don't care. There's a lot of people that do, but there's a lot of people that don't care. Uh, let's not put all that pressure on ourselves. And that's a lesson I'm still learning in my, as you pointed out earlier, old age. Yeah, I, I tell you what, and Bobby, Bobby can attest to this. I'm not always the most pleasant to be around um, after we get beat, especially if it's at Hastings and our student manager screws up the food order. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so. Or, or a I national tournament when the refs are right in front of you. That's not a good time either. So, yeah, but Bobby's got some history with me and uh, catching my wrath. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's. We, it, all, have, we I, all have our moments. We all have our moments. Yeah, and, and I just I think you bring up so many good points there, and it's like you keep the big picture in mind, you know. And I mean, you and I were texting yesterday. We neither one of us had a great weekend, you know. You you took two tough losses on the road. We got blown out at home, and it's it's easy to get caught up in that. And you know, I was I was kind of pissy all weekend about it, and still am a little bit. But it's just like at some point you gotta you gotta move on. Like yep. the game's over. It's it's not coming back. And the worst thing we can do is sit here and, you know, let it affect our preparation as we get ready for a GPAC road game on Wednesday night. And yep. so it's it's hard to keep that in mind sometimes, but it's, it's such a great reminder. Well, and I think the one thing, too, I mean, I, I – uh, it's a great point because, like, I'm down because we lost two. And I show up – I'm in the locker room earlier today, and I think we had some shoes come in, and I'm doing some stuff. And here comes the guys getting ready to lift, and – they're all they're smiling and they're joking around and they're having fun. And, you know, kids are kids are so much more resilient than you give them credit for. Number one, you know, they 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 are playing a game, a child's game, essentially. And and but but us as coaches who are adults and who, you know, it's our profession, it pays the bills and everything else, you know, like you're you're so you do you do get so wrapped up into that. But uh, I think that I think that the players I like to see that the refreshing part. Like I used to get mad when the guys weren't as upset as I was when we lost, you know, I used to don't, don't, don't laugh on the bus after a, after a loss, you know, stuff like that. And now I'm kind of the opposite, you know, now I'm just like, you know, let's just, we got to move on. It's time. We got to get to that next one. We can, we can learn from this. We can, you know, certainly we're not going to celebrate a loss by any means, but like we can get better from this situation. And, I've learned a lot from our guys. I mean, this year specifically, because we have so many young guys, we have eight freshmen. I mean, we have eight 18 year olds on our team and you know, they, they don't know any better. I mean, they don't know any, better. like they, they're not going to get upset if we get beat by Briar Cliff on Saturday. I'm sorry. You know, like they don't, they're just like, they want to win, but like, they don't know any better. And so it's kind of refreshing because you're, you're just like, yeah, well, that's maybe how we should be coaching too. You know, like, let's move on to the next one. Like, let's move on to the next one. And, much easier said than done I understand but uh, I think um, in my older age I've gotten a lot better at that if you know letting it go and 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 let's move on and if you've got good kids it makes it really easy you know if you've got good 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 kids in your program that that part of it uh, isn't too hard yeah and that's I told somebody else yesterday you know two things can be true at the same time and you know I love our guys and they're awesome kids across the board but I'm really frustrated with them right now, you know, and it's just like, you know, that, that happens, but you know, now it is time to move on and, you know, get ready for the next one. That, that's the beauty of basketball. I mean, there's, especially the way, you know, our schedule sets up playing Wednesday and Saturday, it's never more than a day or two of you have to let that linger or let that simmer. Cause you, you have to get ready for the next one. It's going to cost you the next one. Yep. And, and I'll make just two points to that one. 
you've got great kids. You've recruited great kids, so they, they can handle that frustration. They can handle getting coached. You know, I mean, and they they're they're frustrated too. But you know, that's okay. Frustration's fine, and and you know, but you get the good enough people in that room. When I say the room, the locker room, the gym, whatever it is, they're they're gonna they're gonna fight through that and get better. Um, and and I think that uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say there? You said something about Wednesday, Saturday, but um, you know, I think that that just getting yourselves. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I always say it to our team all the time. Like football's got like ten games. You know, and if they lose a game, they got to sit on that for six days. The best thing about basketball is we're going to play 30, whatever it is in a year. Like, there's no time, man. We, we can't – there's no time to worry about it. You know, we talk a lot about just being right, right, even keel, not riding the swings, right, of being really low on a loss or really high on a win, just trying to be as even keel throughout the process of a season as we can because, you know, in two days you got to play again. Um a little different for us this week. We don't have a game during the week. We just have you on Saturday, but allows us to get better. Uh, but yeah, once you get in the swing of league and you're playing Wednesday, Saturday, man, it's a, a very short time to process win or lose. And then you got to move on to the next one. And that's, I think that's, what's fun about basketball. Agreed. Well, coach, uh, I got one quick side story that I think just our listeners deserve to, to hear. Um, and then, I'm scared uh, about where this is going. I don't want to, well, no, it's, it's nothing bad. I just, uh, you know, you and I, I think after something that happened last April became a little more kindred spirits um, with our final four debacle of uh, travel, you know? So for, for listeners, we were at the final four. That's where our big coaches convention is every year. Sunday morning flights, pretty much everything out of new Orleans is canceled. And I know for us, we, we weren't going to be able to get out of there till Tuesday or Wednesday. And so we rented a car and drove all the way back to Sioux city and we talked in the in the rental car line for a while. And then lo and behold, in Russellville, Arkansas, we run into each other at an Arby's. I mean, what are the <laughs> chances of that? It's coach, it's so funny you bring that up because my my I told my wife, I'm like, I have to do a podcast. She goes, A podcast with who? I'm like, Mark up at Briar Cliff. She goes, Oh, is that the guy that was in the rental car line? And then we saw him at Burger King in <laughs> Arkansas. And I said, Yeah, that's him. Good memory. So yep, I'm, I'm glad the, I made an impact. You did. You made an impact. And it was a trip from ATL Devil Hockey Sticks, man. I mean, that was a long, that was a long drive from from New Orleans to, and you had it farther than I did. I mean, I think ours ended up being 13 and a half, maybe 14 hours. And, uh, but we made it home and uh, thankfully we're here and and we're getting ready to compete again. But yeah, that was a, that was, that was a quite the trip. Yeah, we actually stopped, and I, I, I told my assistants we're only going to sleep for like three hours because I didn't want to get past the twenty-four-hour rental car where I had to pay for another day because that was just was me being cheap, you know. Like AI we, problems, we, baby. We, AI we, we problems. Driven for thirteen and a half straight hours, we stopped right by the Casey Airport, and I, I made them get up after three hours, basically just a cat nap. But that, uh, that's awesome. Dude. I always like whenever I hear stories like that, or or when I'm in my own element. Like I do the laundry after games because it's just kind of like cathartic for me to wash the uniforms. And I'm always like, I always tell my 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 wife Lisa, I'm like, you think Bill Self down the road is doing the laundry right now? And 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 to your point of like your rental car, you know, like do you think Bill Self had a problem getting home from the Final Four? Probably not. He, well, I guess they won it, but she'll always she's got a great response. And it's really funny. And your wife probably is the same. You're not Bill Self, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's well put. It's hard to argue. Yep. yep. Can't argue with that. I mean, I, I'll just say this. I'll just say, uh, 
Um, we're looking forward to the challenge of playing you and your program. And uh, we have a ton of respect for you guys. I know uh, it's going to be a hard fought game on Saturday, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to the trip up and, and I wish you luck the rest of the way, except Saturday. Well, and I, I, I'll second everything. I agree with that. And I, I'm looking forward to this too. So, I mean, it's, you know, Bobby and I have talked a lot about what I think the value in scheduling good teams and good programs is. And that's, I mean, that ultimately when we set this up, was I thrilled about going to Benedictine last year, knowing what they were going to be and what they had back? No, probably not. But, you know, at the end of the day, that that game and they whooped us. I mean, it made us better. And that's yep. that's what it's about. So I, I agree with that. Coach Moody, appreciate your time. And uh, we will see you Friday night, I suppose. Sounds good, guys. It's uh, thanks for having me on, and Bobby, nice to meet you. Uh, have a great, have a great rest of your podcast. We'll see you next weekend. Uh, hey, coach, right, good meeting you. Have a great rest of your year, coach. Appreciate it. All right, all right, guys. See you, man. Well, we're gonna roll into the shout outs section to finish up the podcast here on this episode and this week. And coach, let's have you kick it off here with uh, with your shout out of the week. Yeah, I got a. I got a special one this week. So I'm giving a big shout out to Briarcliff baseball coach Corby McLaughlin. Um, so coach McLaughlin in the last couple of weeks has started playing our pregame day shooting game with myself and coach Saban and, and coach green. The guys think it's funny. We call him coach green, Sammy, but uh, 20 minutes of shooting, got to get your own rebound, make as many threes as you can. It's a good little workout. And uh, you know, you got to, a baseball guy doing this with three basketball guys. So he, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't won any of these, but uh, he, he's out there twice a week with us. We do this the day before every game. So um, shout out to coach McLaughlin for jumping in with us. Yeah. Big time shout out there. And I want to give a shout out to a, uh, to a guy that's a uh, good friend of mine, uh, coach Jacob Randall. I know he's entering his third year uh, the Juco level at McCook down in McCook, Nebraska, uh, off to a two and three start so far, but he's been doing really great things down there for those guys. And uh, that basketball team turned some things around. So I want to give a shout out to Coach Brandle, uh and wish him and the Indians all the best of luck in their season coming here. So good luck, Coach Brandle. Yes. Shout out to Coach Brandle, a Dana Viking alum as well. Dana Viking alum. A lot of a lot of ties with Coach Brandle, not only the GPAC, but a Dana there. So that's big time. Yeah. You know, some called it the Harvard of the Midwest. So. Anyone outside of people that went to uh, school there? Probably not. Yeah, thank you. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this week's edition of BC Buckets Podcast. Awesome episode. It was great having Coach Ryan Moody from Benedictine join us. Coach, appreciate it once again, as always. Got two more chances this week at Mount Marty on Wednesday at home against Benedictine Saturday. What do you say we go get two more, and we will chat with you here on Sunday, Coach? That's the plan. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy.